Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs and with me this morning is Joanna Chudy. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. Good. So, Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely feeling like spring. It is. My tulips are up. I feel happy. Oh, really? On the yeah. south side? Yep. Yep. They're in uh, tucked in my big rock wall. So that's some nice black rundle stone that holds the oh, heat. Oh, nice. Yeah. They're about like six inches up now. Oh, wow. No, No blooms, obviously, yeah. but the leaves are up. Awesome. So, yeah. so that's one of the things we thought we'd talk about too today. That's sort of what's up in your garden. If you have any things that are popping up or other questions that you want to ask us regarding that, of course, we'll answer or try to answer most of them. We should be able to between the two of us and uh, and whatever else we figure out. Well, if not, we'll just make it up as we go. <laughs> <laughs> two heads are better than one. Maybe? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so lots of good things are happening out there. I sort of, it is, we're having a good a good gradual warming. It isn't crazy warm, yeah. which is good. It's a, it's a really nice warm, but I'm always amazed in, in the tree lot. We're at the garden center yesterday. So many people, where's your trees? Where's your... Not I yet. Go, Not yeah. yet, people. <laughs> yeah, go stick the shovel in the ground. If you yeah. can go down two feet, then we're... Try to turn your compost pile. Yeah. See how far you get. Although I think I tried about a week ago and I got halfway down. So yeah. It's thawing out. Yeah. It's thawing out. The nights are getting a little warmer, so... Absolutely. Maybe some moisture would help, right? Some yeah, rain. I fertilized uh, my lawn last week and uh, power ricked the back. Did a little bit in the front. It's still a little bit frozen. Yeah, I'm hanging off. I'm going to wait still. I feel like I have, um, I kind of wait till the last minute to do my cleanup just because I know, I mean, we don't really have a lawn to worry about, but my garden beds. Yeah, I, I would so. wait on all that too. I didn't touch yeah. the perennials, any of that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. It's still too early, I think. Um, also, a lot of those good beneficial bugs are still nesting in there. Yeah. All your ladybugs and all those kind of things. They're yep. they're still sleeping underneath those. Uh, they don't want to wake up yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. So they're just still hiding out. So you want to wait good, consistent. When we start hitting 10 degrees every day consistently yeah. um, for a week or two, then, then clean out the garden. We still, yep. like, and if we all of a sudden, if you pop it out, and you have all that real tender green growth down there. And if we all of a sudden do get a minus five, minus 10, um, a disc get Which tons of Which we probably fro- will. Yep, probably. <laughs> absolutely. Just kind of count on it. Yep. So those kind of reasons why you you, you don't really want to, uh, to uncover too much. So that's where I say procrastination yeah. is still okay. Woo-hoo. I love it. <laughs> you can still procrastinate <laughs> for a little bit. There's rare areas where you can procrastinate and feel good about it. No, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And that in in gardening right now, and this we're sort of we're still in the planning stage. And uh, I'm proud to say that Joanna, you've joined us back at Spruce It Up. You're yeah. the, taking on the lead role. Really, of thanks our, for having me. Yeah, <laughs> you can't get rid of me now. No kidding. Yeah, she's <laughs> no, on feels, full time. Feels good to be back. I've uh, met with a lot of awesome clients and homeowners looking to spruce up their yard, and it just it feels really good to to show up and talk gardening with people and to help them get to the next best step for what their project is. Yeah, we have a good little process. So if you make a call down the spruce and you say, hey, I'm looking to do something in my yard, either from full landscape design to uh, good garden consult or or whatever kind of thing, um, Joanna will come out to your house and we'll yeah. go over it. She'll get the plan going. We get it all from Joanna. goes into, she will work with our design team. It'll go into a 2D design and then into full 3D and then we sort of fly through your backyard with a drone, a virtual drone. <laughs> it's and pretty nifty. Yeah, it's pretty it, it's cool to so see cool. your, like, it's hard for folks to imagine as we're just standing talking, but once they can actually look through this 3D design, it shows their project finished, which is well, really cool. And they do such a good job. Like Allison yeah. and Kim, they do such a fabulous job. Yeah. Um, 
And I remember the first couple I've gone to, and every one of them says it. That's my house. I know. That's it's like house. startling. Yeah, like they do such a good job with the modules that they put together. So yeah. it is your house. And and, and Allison gets it right to the color of the front door. Because yeah. we have one customer, that a client that has a blue door and his other, and he just has it in every <laughs> detail perfect. And you flew him through the backyard. It was like, wow, that's my yard in a couple of years. Like. It's cool to see you can even scale those programs, like you can scale your design back to like, what is, what will it look like when we leave? And then what will it look like in five years and 10 yeah. years? So it's pretty cool to see all that mature, that mature look it helps yeah. people. Holds us more accountable, Joanna. Yes. So now, yeah. now what we say, this don't, hey, I didn't say that. No, no, it's right here. <laughs> well, I love to set people up for success. And I know that the design team and all of our amazing installers can come through and help with that. And I, one of those things is knowing how big plants are going to get. No, so and planning for that, right? Absolutely. And we've evolved our posi- our company, and especially the landscape division, and we're finally at a place where we feel really good, where we have three different components of our team, and mm-hmm. from consult design to the installation of the design, and then off to uh, Shane and his crew, yep. and then they, they lead it out there and, and pound it out and get it into the ground, pretty into reality. So pretty proud of that. So we got uh, some good little things going on in the landscape. Good to see that all going. I know we did our mm-hmm. first paving stone job last week. Nice. So we're already started on, on the paving stone, which is pretty pretty cool. So Yeah, it's good to get a good start like that. Absolutely. So we take a call there. We got a few yeah. people already up and at them, so we're nice. going to go to Maureen in Chestermere. Good morning, Maureen. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. How can we help you? So um, we have trench bugs in our lawn. Okay. And uh, we're not sure what we can do. We we don't want to do any kind of chemicals or anything. So can you uh, help us with this? Um, So are you getting like this brown areas? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But one of the best things to do is you give it a really good raking, and then yeah. we have a product called Pure Spray Green. It's a pharmaceutical-grade mineral oil, so it's not like a chemical. It's okay. a mineral oil, and you give it a good soil drench with that two or three and times. it's what? I'm sorry? It's Pure Spray Green. Pure, pure Spray Green. Yep. Okay. It's a, it's a pharmaceutical. It's actually made by Petro Canada, Suncor, okay. so it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a byproduct from our... From our oil fields and that, which okay. is a good thing. Okay. And um, so, and it, it just works, but you need to apply it a couple times throughout. But you need to wait till the grass has grown a bit and the and the bugs are alive. But if you know those areas now, you can give them a good raking. Okay. And you you can overseed a bit. It depends how badly they got um, taken down. Okay. A- and I just recommend using our Green It Up fertilizer. It helps plants recover a lot quicker from those type of. Um, pests that eat away at the at the roots and and chew away at the grass. It, it um, the green it up makes them recover way quicker. So okay, so green it up is the fertilizer. That's correct. Okay, so and we should wait until until they're alive again. Yeah, we start seeing. Like, we start seeing some good ground, and depending on which way your yard faces, like Joanne and I the were talking. The front yard faces east. Okay, and is that where they mainly are? That's the worst, yeah. Yeah, so I'd wait a bit. Hey, Joanna? Yeah. It's too, it's still a little frozen and things like that on the front side. Um, okay. And if, you, if if it's on the opposite and the west side, you can you can probably get in there and do some stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, just just let it get going. Then you'll definitely see those brown spots will stick out like a sore thumb a bit. Where yeah, they were they're already year. sticking out. Yeah, so give those a good <laughs> rake. And uh, yeah, if you can if you want to give it a light raking now and apply the fertilizer, you can do that now. 
Okay. And then just let it get grown a bit. And then when you start seeing those uh, ill effects of the cinch bug, then you can treat them. There's a good chance, I'm thinking this year, a lot of the cinch bug could be um, dead. Okay. Just because it's been so cold. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm hoping a lot of those nasty bugs that have been burrowing in our in our area for for the last couple, three or four years that have become worse and worse. Last year, kind of same with the pine beetle and mm-hmm. some of right. the other things that... Right. Um, so we're hoping. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> okay. Can I, I know that I, um, there's probably other people waiting, but I'm just, we also have the birch leaf miner on our two trees in the backyard. Is there, is there something we can do for that? There's, there's a couple things you can do is um, ensuring that it's well watered throughout the right. season. Yeah. And that's with a slow drip, slow and deep watering, kind of once every two weeks give it a really okay. good soaking okay. um we do do the injection is really what the, there's only when there if it's an older tree is really the only way you can treat them now they've yeah, taken no, these are these are these trees are only about five years yeah <laughs> so they can be sprayed um but typically we do an injection okay. in it um okay. through our prune it up tree department oh okay All so right. you can give the mark a call there and he'd okay. be more than happy to come on and we'll have a look at your tree and book that awesome. book that okay. up and uh and birch trees do love the Rage Plus as Rage well. Plus? Yeah, the fertilizer that we have. Okay. That. Mm-hmm. And that's one, and we're actually going to be doing that. I'm going to try and get Mark doing that as well in the in the okay. deep root uh, feeding as well. But awesome. it's such a good fertilizer, and I don't know what it is with them and birch, but okay. we have some pictures in the store where the customer brought in the the tree and it's about a third dead on the top because right. birch to, and <clears throat> leafed right back out. Like okay. it's just. It was um, waiting for it. It needed, <laughs> it needed some love. Yeah. Okay. Great. Alrighty. Okay. Well, thanks very much for your time. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Maureen. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Actually, we have time for one more and we got uh, John. Good morning, John. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. How can we help you? I have a question regarding Virginia creeper and aphids. I'm wondering if I can do anything to combat them now before they overpower everything again. Um, it's it's same same resolve as my last color, pure spray green. But you want to hit them, sort of when they're fully leafed out. You sort of when you hit the first week in July, even when you, if you don't really see them yet, sort of start a spray once a week. Okay. And just to get through that. Um, time where they're laying their eggs and reproducing and all that because if you can get them past that three weeks if you do it sort of four weeks throughout July um, they'll they'll be gone and plus it helps if you get that powdery mildew on your Virginia creeper it gets rid of that as well okay wonderful and it's that pure spray green and because I know Virginia creepers are gorgeous but then we get that as soon as it starts heating up in July those those leaf hoppers and that come out mm-hmm. yes. and the aphids so that's your best resolve right there Excellent. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, John. Bye-bye. All right. And we're going to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Garden Center, where we got you covered inside and out. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. All right. I think I got everybody. I think you did. I don't want to leave anybody out. <laughs> All right. So what does Dawn say there, Joanna? Um, let me flip back to the texting here. 
Don says, Pure Spray Green got rid of my cinch bug problem last year. The second and third applications were extremely important. So to me, it sounds like when your kid is sick and they're on antibiotics, don't just do the... Till you feel the, better. Yeah, till the <laughs> symptoms are gone. Follow through, follow those instructions, make sure your problem is totally eradicated. And then fingers crossed that they don't come back. And I think you can do that with your green it up uh, lawn fertilizer. So you're focused more on roots than on just that superficial green. Um, you're, you're basically feeding your grass to be healthier, which will help combat not only cinch bugs, but weeds and all kinds of other stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. And look at this. We got some gorgeous pictures. Morning. Yeah. I understand I should be cutting this clematis back. It's a rouge cardinal down every year, but I haven't in its forest years. Doesn't seem to be a problem. Grows and looks good. Thoughts. It's a pruning group C. So that's the Calgary one, which is the good. I don't think you prune that one back, do you? Um, I, don't I don't think so. I don't think you need to. It, and it from the photos, it sure doesn't look like it. Depends. And it'd be interesting, Bruce, um, does it leaf out from the vine or does it always come up from the bottom? I don't, I have to re- replenish my memory on the, on the, do you want to maybe? Um, from what I know about the, the group C, C um, you can prune it to whatever height you want uh, or not prune it at all. But the, unless, and callers or listeners, please call in if you feel like I've got this wrong, but I, they bloom at the top of the plant. So on the current season's growth. So if you kind of hack it down, I think it will have less blossoms. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. could have that wrong. It's been a while since I've played with those vines. So I don't have to replant yeah, the A, Bs, and Cs, but I know yep. C is the good one for Calgary. Um, C for Calgary, I guess. Yeah, easy to remember, right? Um, yeah. yeah. And Bruce, absolutely from your picture, I agree with you. It, it, it doesn't look like you're you're doing the wrong thing. So it uh, looks That's gorgeous. Good. looks like a... Yeah, and he says it's a rouge cardinal, but it looks like a Jack Manny as well. So gorgeous. Not mm-hmm. as well, but it could be either one. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty Deep cool purple looking. flowers, really yeah. pretty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone called me early on Sunday morning. <laughs> 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 Must be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. There's another text message here um, yeah. from a, a listener in Pritis. Uh, yeah which they call that big cold valley. Yes. And she's calling on behalf of a friend, it looks like, about sweet peas and other veggies. Can she plant them there? I would say absolutely yes. You just probably need a little bit more attention to to elongating your season um, than some of us here in Calgary where we have, you know, more protected yards. And you can do that with raised beds, cold frames, um, starting seedlings inside and hardening them off when the time is right. Yeah, and actually, Diana from down south, um, she was stopped in the Swords Hat because she was in town doing a talk at the Christ Church oh, on yeah, yeah. sweet peas. Yeah. And um, basically, yeah, she, she's saying as soon as the ground's warm, like as soon as you can work it, you yep. can plant them out there. And uh, I know she has lots going, which is great. So cool. I would keep an eye towards um, vegetables that are less appealing to wildlife. Yeah. Um, and just, or maybe just, can create actual barriers. So get up some fencing, protect them, especially at night. Spinach, um, Swiss chards, a lot of those cool, um, obviously some of the critters like them as well, but those are really good, cool um, crops that will do really quite well out there. Root crops too. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good question. Let's take, we'll go, we're traveling all over around Calgary today. We're going to go to Strathmore. Good morning. Hi there, Kim. Good, how are you? Good. 
How can I'm we going, help you? Okay, is it going to snow? Is it going to rain? Or is it going to be nice? Who knows what the day holds, right? All of the above. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you touched base on one of my topics. I was going to ask about, I know Kat touched base last week on um, cool cool weather planting um, in vegetables. And I know you mentioned spinach, you mentioned Swiss chard, but also I've heard of people planting potatoes, winter potatoes, fresh spring potatoes. Talk to me. Um, I, 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 I haven't really heard them do that. They need a bit more heat before okay. they get going and to build the root up. So I would say probably not so much. All right. Um, okay. In my in my thoughts, I, uh, you need that upper growth. They need the the green to suck. They they take in all the sunlight. They take in to do the photosynthesis. Blah, 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 that word. Yeah, there you go. That word. <laughs> One more than three syllables always has That's me. That's how the plant feeds itself. Exactly right? off yeah. the sun, it's like yeah. big solar panels. So does the ground need to be a certain temperature? <laughs> Absolutely. For- yeah, to get going. Otherwise, they just sit there. Right when you're getting into your root crops. Um, they, they do need a little bit of warmth, like your radishes. Some of those ones can do okay when it's just early, early spring, but they, they're only going down an inch or two. So the ground will warm up, but your potatoes right. are getting down eight, 12 inches sort of thing. So, and as you and, mound them up. And yeah. My next question is, I know you mentioned that you would possibly be starting with the new variety of sweet potato rootstock. Did you guys get that in Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, it won't be in yet. It's going to come in as a started plant. So okay. it'll be coming in in the first part of May. Okay. Is when we'll have that in. All right. Um, one, two. Uh, another question. I know West Coast Seeds um, produces a, a determinate seed or an indeterminate seed, both for yep. um, tomato plants and whatnot. Can you, I know I can read up, but sometimes listening to somebody talk about it sticks in my brain a little better because I'm getting older, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of them are the indeterminate. Yeah, so in my mind, the way I make sense of that and remember it is determinate is determined. The height of the plant is already decided in the genetics of that plant. So it's tamed, in other words. It's well-behaving. No. (laughs) It's just that it it already knows how big it's going to get. An indeterminate plant will is a bit more like a vine, so it will continue to grow and grow and grow. Um, So you can prune it down to a a size that's workable? Yeah, and in in Calgary, that's a good idea because once you reach a certain point of our season, you don't want the plant to grow anymore. You want it to fruit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Another question, quick question, um, both on the sweet pea and the lupin seeds. I've heard many years ago that you need to um, scratch the surface because it's a hard coating. Actually, I'm just going to put you on hold and I'll come back to you, Kim. I got to take a break. Okay. All right. We're just going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and my name is Merle Coombs, and I'm joined with Joanna, Judy. <laughs> Thanks, Merle. Hey, <laughs> and uh, uh, we got a couple of questions. Uh, did you answer them on on a couple? Text? Yeah, you texted back already. Yep, we were asked about um, types of soil we have in the store. Pretty much anything you can think of as far as potting soil and outdoor stuff, and then asking about citrus trees. So. 
yeah, we've got new citrus coming in this week. So if you're looking for a lemon, lime, orange, whatever it is, come on down to the garden center. Yeah, no, we got a nice good batch coming in. So uh, we have a few stragglers left over. But Tropical Plants, man, has always done a good job filling that up. Lots of great. It's beautiful. I just walk through and I try my best to not buy something every time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's hard. It's exactly. Hard. And Pat, uh, he was down in Hawaii, who's uh, also our uh, local baker. Yeah. <laughs> and he, Welcome uh, back, Pat. <laughs> yeah, he, he got a couple uh, stems of plumeria. Plumeria. Plumeria, so beautiful. That's such a pretty plant. And that's from Tropical. Hawaii. Yeah. He was in Maui, so poor guy. <laughs> yeah, we we all feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just that's I love that photo pat of the plumeria stems. Um, and I wonder how I you got those across the off. border. I, w- I um, thought they were fingers <laughs> chopped off or something. They look pretty great. <laughs> and I, it's funny though; it's kind of good timing. I was just on a Facebook group last night talking about plumeria. There's somebody asking how to grow that. And I don't have a ton of experience with it, you but I know it can be nerd. done. Hey? I spend my free time talking <laughs> on about On a Saturday it. night, you're talking about plumeria. Yep, yep, that's awesome. it. Well, I was more like reading along because I'm curious as well. Awesome. So, um, Pat, we know you like to tinker and you're adventuresome. So whatever you find out, you got to um, let us know. One cool thing about that, uh, my little nerdy Saturday night, was that um, <laughs> the person talking about taking these cuttings... Uh, mentioned using aloe vera as, just straight from the plant as a rooting hormone. Oh, really? And so they did an experiment of their own where they did some without and some with, and the ones that they just rubbed the base in aloe vera gel just came along so much faster. And I do, we did have a, a call re- asking about uh, if they need to scarify their seeds, like yes. sweet peas. Yep. And sweet tell peas, tell your tint on the on the Yeah, doing. yeah. Um, well, as you guys get to know me more, I like free and easy. And uh, like I was having trouble with bean seeds for some reason last year, which was really humbling me. I was like, why can I not grow a bean um, to save my life? But I uh, found two two cool ways to, to go about uh, scarifying your seeds. So some of those larger seeds like peas, um, you can inoculate those with um, just a store-bought inoculant works great. But what I was doing was... One, be- one seed at a time, scratching the seed coat. And then uh, I saw this cool tip where you just toss them into a whatever container, like plastic, you know, yogurt dish or something, and wrap the inside of your yogurt container with, with like a coarse grit sandpaper. Throw all your seeds in there and just shake it. So it can be a dance party. It takes you 30 seconds. And then they're all ready to go it all at once. sends them when you're shaking them around. That's yeah, a, yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. I love it. And another thing we did that was really successful was um, a quick dip in boiling water, actually. So I uh, put my bean seeds in a ceramic bowl, poured in freshly, you know, just off the boil uh, water and let them just let that hot water work till it just wrinkled the skin up just enough to open that seed coat. And then I dumped out the water and planted them immediately. And they came up so much faster. Absolutely. And yeah, and when you mentioned that about the wrinkled seeds, I totally got a flashback in my head of my mom always having a bowl of the seeds with the night before yeah. she was planting them. She'd put them in a in a big margarine container of water. She'd dump all the Smart stuff mom. in there. Yeah, <laughs> in there I'm ready because next day was planting day. Yep. So this, you know, you had visuals. It just primes sometimes. everything up. Yeah, for sure. And and I think. Uh, that's yeah. cool because gardening for so many of us is nostalgic. So. Yeah, no, I, I get a little props flashbacks. Props to all so. the moms out there that got us into this for, in the first place, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Let's moms take, and dads. Yeah, actually, <laughs> yeah, my mom and dad were both part of it. So, um, and definitely the mom had the 
harder part for sure. More of the weeding. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Kim and Strathmore, we forgot about her. Oh, we kind of answered hey, you, that. You almost covered it all yes. off. Yeah, with the... Um, lupins lupins are, yep. are hard-coded, too. So back in the day when I was young, um, we would get a clean meat tray, put paper towel, soak the paper towel, put the um, pea seed or sweet pea seed, lupin seed in there, and again, wrinkling the skin just yep. like overnight, and then it would soften it up somewhat so that the root production would take. Yeah, and just with your perennials, you have to just remember, if anybody else is growing any, most of your perennials take a little bit longer to germinate for the most part, and you just have to be patient when you're going through, if you're trying to grow some of the other perennials, you're not getting the instant like a marigold or a lot of the ones where they're popping up in two or three right. days. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Okay. Thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, Kim. Have a great day. You okay. too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Where are we at? Actually, we're going to go around Calgary one more time. We're going all the way down to High River. <laughs> What's going down in the river? Mary? <laughs> Hi, Mary. Hi, Joanna. I had, I had a few people yesterday stop, and they, they all want me to say hi, Dia. So. Oh, well, uh-huh. that's really nice. Yeah. Did they, you they talk say to you're, Diana? Yeah, she talk Yeah, she stopped in the store. We had oh, a good, good chat. Yeah. And she's looking really, really well. Like, no, I'm yeah. sure she is. Yeah, no, she's yeah. doing great. English ladies know how to garden and <laughs> grow flowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's from a from a Dutch lady saying that about an English person. Well, that's pretty nice of you. Well, you know, as <laughs> Johannes, you hey, know, the gardeners got to stick together. We, we really know what we're doing. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, I planted my sweet pea. I always soak them. Yeah, I always yeah. soak them. Yeah, and uh, planted them here a couple of days, two, three days ago. Anyway. Joanna, I have something to tell you. I have a sister that comes out. She's 95. They brought her out in her wheelchair. Oh. And her second name is Joanna. Oh, and my lovely. Italian brother-in-law used to say, here comes Joanna the banana. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, Mary. When people and, can't remember my name, I just say, oh, I'm and, long and skinny like a banana. So yeah, easy to remember. really funny. <laughs> she, and so when she came in, she's cute, you know, and I said oh, to her, Joanna's well, out. here comes Joanna the banana. She said, well, that's not my name. It's Francis Joanna. Oh, nice. Uh, really. nice. Well, you're the sister, so you have to you have to tease her a little bit, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, she's cute. Anyway, her awesome. six-foot-four son brought her out and I oh, right. fed them all, and they all run out the door with cookies and, and everything else that Annie Mary makes. Any, Lovely. Anyhow, I wanted to uh, tell you, I have poppies up, I have daffodils up, and that autumn sedum is starting to come through the ground. But that won't hurt it. eh? Yeah, no, no, those ones are pretty hardy. They'll pop up early, so. Yeah, anyhow, uh, when you're putting, ready to plant, your your good, good um, carrot seeds, Mm -hmm. I always make my rows, two rows, one and then about eight inches away, another row, and I pour boiling water oh. in the ground. First. And do you do, so before you put the seeds in? Yeah, your board, before okay. I put it in, and then uh, I scatter them. You know your yeah. carrot seeds, and then and then I cover, and then I put crushed, clean eggshells, and I get mm, no nice. carrot fly, no problem. 
Awesome. Um, Mary, I wanted to ask you about um, carrot seeds because sometimes the germination is spotty. Do you ever, I've heard of people putting like a plank over them before they start to, do you ever do that? Well, you know, my dad used to put planks in the garden sometimes to yeah. walk on. Okay. But, but no, I don't. Okay. I don't do that because I think it hardens the ground too much. Oh, yeah, like you would yeah. walk on them. You just put yeah. them where you just put your carrot seeds. I, yeah. In my well, nerdy Saturday that, night, I was reading about that, too. So but I, I like to crush <coughs> eggshells. Oh, okay. You know, I save them all winter. I do a lot of baking, and then I crush them, and, boy, that <laughs> really works. Good. And good for uh, you don't get any worms in, in right, your I'm, radishes and onions either. Awesome. That's good to know. All yeah, right, well, thanks, it Mary. Work, it works really good. I got to go, sorry. But I have to ask Oh, okay. okay. Well, I wanted to ask you about uh, uh, that lilac. Can I hold? I, I've i got a problem, Merle, where we cut them down. Yep. Uh, they're starting it, to come up? No. Yeah, they're doing good, except on the very end, they're dead. Can I Can I put... Um, uh, Roundup on on that, or is that too? No, if it's already dead, it, it won't it won't kill it if it's no. it only it only kill if it's Need green. Need to have it ground out. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, Give that, us a that shot. answers my question. All right, thanks, yeah. Mary. Okay, bye bye. Talk to you bye. Later. Bye bye. Bye. All right, I need to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm here with Joanna Chudy. And we've had a couple of these questions regarding the eggshells. And, yes, you do crush them up, and you mix them into the soil, into the first couple inches, because then yep. um, that, that'll help. Uh, I like to – I have an old blender, and I just throw my dried eggshells into the blender. So it makes them really fine, and I think that helps keep um, soft-bodied pests away from seeds. So things like maggots and, and eggs and that. So Cool. Yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah, and we there was another one last year. And I got to just remember it, um, and I I just can't remember what the thing was. And here's one question: Would dormant oil work for leaf hoppers on Virginia creeper? Um, no, I would use the pure spray green. The dormant oil you can use early on, and it's for more like for scale and some of the other things. Um, you can't really spray it on a fully leafed. Or you can spray it on a fully leaf plant, but you have to rinse it off right away. The pure spray green you can leave on, so it's a much better product that way. And plus, it works great as a fungicide, so any of that powdery mildew on your vines, on any of the Virginia Keeper or hops and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, it'll it'll get rid of that as well. So you're you're uh, you're getting a two for oneer. There you go. All right, <laughs> that's always a good thing. Okay. All right, let's go to Shirley. Good morning, Shirley. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Sorry for the way. <laughs> Wake up. You know what? I got a cramp in my hand. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Thanks for waiting. We got a full board, so I just lots oh, of questions. Okay. It's... Okay. Anyhow, quickly for next guy. But anyhow, what do I do for chickweed? I I got a a real crop of it, and I don't yep. want it. So one of the best things we have a product called chickweed thistle and clover killer. Yeah. And you spray it on. It's a it's a selective herbicide, so that means you can spray it in your grass because it only goes after broadleaf. Or you could use Killex. Either one of those two will work in your lawn. But the other thing is getting a good healthy lawn as well. So if you're if you're using the fertilizer like ours, sixteen thirty two six, the Green It Up fertilizer, you're gonna have a super healthy thick lawn, and it chokes out a lot of weeds. So you have to spray a lot less. But if you if you're overwhelmed with it, get the chickweed, clover chickweed, and 
and uh, thistle killer, mm-hmm. and it'll clean it up for you right away. Okay, and that that's at thirty dollars a bag, as I pulled the The fertilizer, yeah. Okay, uh, uh, get the fertilizer or get the chickweed thing. Yeah, you should get both. If you have a I lot, will. yeah, if you have a lot of uh, chickweed, you definitely need to get it at bay first. And then, uh, and when I've got f- good knees, but I don't want to be down no, there. That, the chickweed, the more you break it, the more it grows, too. So yeah. that's sometimes a lot of people don't realize, even like with quack grass, the more you try and cut it, you, you split the root and you end up getting twice as much. So sometimes you just have to do what you got to do. Okay. So, but is it safe for pets? Um, they can't be on right after, but once it's no. dry, it just, yeah. So leave it for, do it one day and then keep the dogs off it for a day. I, yeah, I, I, we, we've only got the dog for another couple of days, but uh, anyhow, so, uh, yeah, he goes back home. Oh, okay. <laughs> we are getting I worried. Yeah. Oh, I think no. it was a planned... Uh, uh. No, 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 no. Please don't prioritize your lawn over your killing, dog. I'm only killing chickweed. Okay, good, good, thanks. good. All right, thanks, Shirley. Yeah, bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, yeah, man, lots of people in yesterday picking up their, their green it up fertilizer, getting out there and yes, so many, um, people are just saying how good it works too. So I'm, thanks for all the feedback from everybody who have been using it and are having really good luck with it. So, um, appreciate it and definitely like the feedback mm-hmm. and Gord has given me some feedback that he wants some more commercials. <laughs> it's not me, it's Gord. So we're going to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. We're going to go right to the phone lines, and we're going to chat with Myrna. Good morning, Myrna. Hi, good morning. How are you? Good. good I good. wanted to go outside now and plant. Yeah, you ready? <laughs> you ready to go? Uh, yes, I have been for the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah, it definitely feels so good to have the sun note and the warmth and all that stuff. Oh, it's so cold outside right now, but yeah. I'll be out there. Anyway, I you I can't uh, like it's good that you talk about uh, pure spray green all the time. Hello. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I thought my phone. No, yep. we we got you. Okay, and um, I also have told my friends about your the pure spray green. Um, I have a neighbor whom I haven't convinced to do that. She uses a powder product that is systemic from the U.S. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, I don't think it's good for the environment, but I, I haven't convinced her. Yeah, a lot of those systemics, yeah, they're just, you don't know what, sometimes what you're doing with them and they they can get, and if they're used around the wrong trees, they can kill trees. Like the, the one that you used to have, like the Latox, the Saigon for birch leaf miner, if you have an elm tree anywhere near it, it'll just fry the leaves right off it. So there's some things that you have to be careful of, definitely with some of the chemicals, especially the ones out of the states, they have a different regulation. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, definitely follow in the directions. Okay. But I phoned you today for... The, the, it's new to me, the ranunculus. Yeah, ranunculus, yep. Yes, um, my friend had some last year, and I was so impressed with how beautiful the flower is. Now, um, when do I plant this? Like, Is it too late now? Uh, ranunculus? No. So <clears throat> there's a couple different varieties of ranunculus. One is an annual, and that I would definitely wait till we have warmer weather. Um, you probably oh, won't bulbs. even be able to find... Oh, bulbs. Okay. Um, 
like banana, small bananas. Uh, yeah, let's see. I have not actually planted ranunculus from yeah, bulb. Yeah, I would... we, we get them in in bulb, and so it is, a, it's, I believe it's a spring bulb. Right. And so right, typically you start it in a pot first and then plant it outside. Later on. But it says that it's three months before they bloom. Yeah, so it'll bloom, so June, in July, August. August. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, do you, do, you, do you consider this as like if you take them in like begonias, will they come back next year or the bulb? I, I think they're more like a begonia type thing right. here in Calgary. You have to dig them up and overwinter yeah. them? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's great. I this is my new plant for this year. Nice. There you, there you Have go. Fun with that. They're very beautiful. They look like little roses. Yes. And are you guys going to the garden show at the Max Bell this? <laughs> no, I won't. We won't be there this year. It's just it's too hard in May to pull our team out of the garden center and set up a thing down there. We're just. We're too much in full steam ahead, but they they have a lot of good things going on there. I think Joanna. I'm sneaking over there for yeah, sure. Jo- I'll be you're on doing the queue. a talk, aren't you? Yep, yep. Yeah. There's a. Um, I think I'd have to double check <laughs> the date. I'll mention that after our next break. But we've got a great Q and A panel set up um, for people to just come and ask questions, and lots of awesome garden expertise on that panel. So I'm honored and uh, honored to be part of it, and looking forward to it. Okay, that's good. yeah. So, yeah, so make sure everyone go by and say hi to Joanna. Yeah. And, and she'll be uh, answering all your <laughs> questions and uh, and as well as a bunch of everybody. But for us, yep. it's hard to, uh, yeah. to to take a break and pull everything out of the store at that time. It's sort of, it's crazy time. So. <laughs> okay. Thank all right. You. Thanks, Myrna. Thanks, Myrna. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Here we have time for one more quick one. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Myrna. How you doing? Good, good. Hey, how are you how can we help, Ed? Well, my neighbor swears by the mushroom manure. Yeah, it's... Mix, mixing it into the garden, and, uh, you know, there's that plant just north of the city here. But yeah. um, as you've seen our place, i got about three-quarters of an acre in the back yeah. there. Yeah, Like, what's the mix? It's... it's. I know my dad always mixed it. He mixed it into the soil, so you have to have your good garden soil first. Yeah, and then my, my good, right? yeah, we always put, but it there's not there's not a lot of nutrients in it, and it's fairly okay. high salt salt content. So really, mm. you're using it for the organic matter more than anything. Okay. So um, I typically I would put it on more in the fall and let it dissolve a bit more, and then work it in, okay. and then and then use your a good fertilizer like even the the groundskeeper's pride. Uh, or any of the veggie fertilizer type things that you can add into the soil or composting. Right. Well, I mean, like you saw that back in yep. garden that we have, right? So, like, I kill it in the fall, and then yep. I kill it again before we get going. So you're saying in the fall, then? Yep, that's when I would add. Myself is when I would add. Right now, in those raised beds, if you added some sea soils, stuff like that, some good nutrient stuff, yep. and maybe some granular um, vegetable food would be great for that right now. Okay, awesome. And just a quick plug for Mark and you guys that uh, printed up. They did a wicked job on those poplars. Awesome. Yeah, I know Brian had a big stand of poplars. He was thinking about removing them. That we went out and looked at them, and we talked him in to say, "Hey, they're still pretty healthy. Let's just nice. let's just prune them up a bit." And that's great. Glad that worked out, Brian. Yeah, awesome, Merle. We'll talk to you a little bit later for the rest of it. Awesome. Sounds great. Bye bye. All right, where are we at? Time for another Gord commercial. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. 
Welcome back to Let's Start Gardening and got some exciting stuff going on at Spruce again too. Um, we got our container of pottery is arriving this week from the Orient. Cool. Yeah, so looking forward to uh, seeing our new uh, <coughs> new display of pots that are going to be in this week. And uh, so they should be on display within the next few days or whatever. And about the few days, be a week or so by the time we get them all unpacked. But right now, we're going to go. I had this question yesterday at the Garden Center. We're going to go to Dale. Good morning, Dale. Um, thank you. How um, can I help you? It's not uncommon. Uh, we hear stories about uh, grocery stores recalling vegetables yep. for, for salmonella and listeria. Yeah. Are, are our home gardens, we can never get that? Um, um, is, is depending it, on what type of fertilizer. I think a lot of it comes from human... Um, humanure. Yeah, humanure. Uh, yeah. Or, or, peeing or in the peeing in the soil or like human male organate is a human um human compost. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so it's not the seeds or the soil. No, it's it's from a contamination from um, sewage or some sort of uh, contaminated like that. I would also say on those outbreaks, you're dealing on like a mass level, so things are not being handled with such care as a home garden. Um, even like a garden center here, I think is such small scale compared to these outbreaks with salmonella and listeriosis and stuff that I think we're all pretty safe. Like we're all washing our hands and, you know, we're up to date on our tetanus shots and like... You know, there's not uh, like huge applications of this um, like septic uh, fertilizer and stuff going in. So I would say you're fine. Yeah, it's just a general yeah. question. That's a good question. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. And that's this is another good reason to try and grow as much as you can. If you can grow some more stuff at home as well and uh, and go from there. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate the call. Bye-bye. Uh, when I said I had that call yesterday, I thought it was going to be wisteria. Oh, yeah. sometimes the type. <laughs> so I did get asked about... Um, uh, someone was doing a memorial planting um, for a loved one that had passed, mm. and uh, the mother's favorite plant was a wisteria. So you Very can't, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, hard to get to grow. We can grow here a bit yep. if you're lucky. Right placement, shelter location. Yep. The blue moon wisteria. Yep. Maybe get to bloom, but there's some. Um, we end up deciding to go. She was going to go with the Jack Manny clematis. Yep. Awesome. And which gave her the purple flowers, which were similar to the wisteria. And they grow really well here. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, but you would want to touch base yeah. again. Yeah. We had clematis. that great question about pruning clematis, the group C clematis. And um, just having read into it a little bit more, just because there's all these groups and different things going on with that first call. So group C clematis is definitely early spring and cut back hard. So you can cut them right down to about eight eight inches to a foot from the ground and then they will flower off of all that new growth so they won't get like leggy with bare stems at the bottom so so yeah if that color is still uh, still listening then that's that bruce yeah bruce um good memory <laughs> his pictures are great uh and they look like it hasn't really had any effect on on his clematis, yeah, uh, probably the old growth is just in behind the, all the new growth probably yeah and thinking. it's helping it kind of climb up and twine again but yeah there's it's worth looking into there's a few different groups and and ways of pruning on clematis and group c is definitely one you don't have to be you can be a little bit more ruthless you don't have to be so tentative so just cut them right back Absolutely. Yeah. All right. And we've got another text here um, from Jen. How do I know if I have voles, dewworms, 
or just a lumpy backyard. Mm. <laughs> um, it looks like you have the mice or voles going through. I don't know anything they're voles, but I just uh, when we have a heavy snow cover like we had for most of February, March, and a little bit of April, um, you're going to get the mice, and they're just tunnel through underneath the snow through the grass. So what you want to do there, Jan, is just give that a really, really good heavy raking, remove all the dead thatch, um, you can over over um, top dress with a little bit of soil in the real heavy trough areas where they've dug the little tunnels through the grass, and then a little bit of grass seed, and then put the green it up fertilizer on there, the lawn fertilizer, and uh, it'll be recovered in no time. And then if you keep on the green it up program, it'll recover from those things a lot easier because you're gonna have a really good deep root base going, and then it can recover from those things a lot easier. And Speaking about recovery, let's go to Les. He's going to have some trees that are going to recover from being thirsty. Good morning, Les. Hi, uh, how are you doing? Good, good. How can we help you? Um, just watering about, uh, wondering about watering uh, this this time of year. It's like... Uh, it's a yeah. l- still a little bit early. Depends if it's right up against the foundation. If there's some drying, you can move the soil. You can definitely do some watering. Um, if the trees are still frozen in the, in the yard in the shadier spots, I would wait. The water's just going to run off. But just sort of see if, if the ground, if you're seeing some good green growth in the grass, um, you can lay a soaker hose out along the drip line of the tree and start getting some water in there for sure. Okay. Um, other question. Uh, is it uh, a good time to fertilize bulbs? Daffodils and absolutely, and yeah. No, right now you can definitely hit them with either a twenty, 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 fifteen, thirty, fifteen. Um, if you want to give them a good soaking, if they're starting to come up. But again, wait till you see just a little bit of growth. Yeah, and I'm getting some. Uh, I actually, I've got some eighteen, twenty-four, sixteen. Is that okay? Or? That's perfect. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. That oh, that is a good one. And then, okay. but really important, let them go through their yeah. blooming thing. Let them die back a bit. But just when they're done blooming, hit them again with that fertilizer. Okay. Because okay. then, because they store, it's better time to fertilize them after because then they store that energy into the root, into the bulb. Right. And then it has okay. that in there to produce better blooms next year. Okay. One more quick question. Sure. Uh, I've got some Ketoniaster. And I treated them with neem oil. I still have some yeah. that I bought a long time ago. <laughs> and is it a good time to do it now, or should I wait a bit? What are you treating it for? Uh, just that scaly. The oyster shell scale? Yeah. 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 It, it is, but if, if, it, if you have it fairly bad, you're better off just doing a rejuvenation. Like, right. take them right down to the ground, four to six inches, like or even three to four inches. Get them right down tight. And then put all that energy into good new growth. Because if, it, if it's been hit fairly heavy with that scale, the plant uses too much of its energy trying to rejuvenate that old wood. Right. Instead of if you give it that chance and let it do its all into new wood, man, you end up with a way nicer hedge. Are yeah. you going to lose a lot of height, though? You, you, uh, you lose all the height at first, yeah. but it's amazing how fast it comes back up, especially if you if you put it on a, right. on a proper fertilizer program. It, it'll right. be up two, three feet the first year. Second year, right. it's filling right out. Like, it's amazing. Right. So Because okay. you have all those big roots, and all that energy is going to new growth. So yeah. it, it'll just new fill right growth. in. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Cool. okay, sounds good. Thanks very right. much. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Lots uh, of text messages around that, too. Okay. Tony Aster Hedges. Oh, is there? Yeah. Do you have yeah. any other text you want to touch on there? Um, we have a text asking if we carry nematodes. Yes, we do. Awesome. Yeah, they should be coming <laughs> in. That'd be we an have, easy one. Yeah, we have different ones. We have the birch leaf minor nematode, and then we have 
um, one for fungus gnats. And so they come in at different types of the times of the year for depending on what reason you need them for. But let's go to John. He's looking at some sod replacement. Good morning, John. Well, good morning. How are you? As compared to last week, about the same. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Good. Uh, How can we help you? You've always mentioned that your ground should be uh, really warm before you replace sod, right? It, it, it's just better. The reason being, John, mainly is that it's it's... It's just going to sit there a little bit if you go too early. And the, the sod that we're just starting to cut, we're probably going to have sod in the next few days. But it, it's definitely brown, so it's not the it's not totally, like, green-looking yet. And not it, won't, it doesn't grow as quick. So you can do it now, but as long as everybody understands that you're putting down, it'll be brown yeah. sod. Locally and, cut yeah, sod. Locally yeah, locally sod. Yeah, but it's not brought in from, from BC or anything. So it's going to look the same as the grass that you have outside. Oh, okay. So, ripping up the old stuff should wait a month. Um. Yeah, you could probably wait. Yeah, yeah, about a month. Probably that would be awesome. Oh, that's good. All righty. <laughs> Joanne, I'm waiting yeah. to hear when that show is up at. Uh, was it Max? Oh, Bell? yeah, yeah. Thanks for the reminder. Yep. So uh, it's the Saturday of the Garden Show. So that's May fourth, and the panel will be going from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. And. Yeah, Cass Mite's going to be there. I haven't heard yet who else is joining us, but it will be an awesome opportunity for you to bring more questions and share your stories. And yeah, you you can pick our brains for an hour. How amazing is that? Well, <laughs> I hope. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll see you there. Thanks for the call. Take care. Bye. All right. Bye. Thanks. <laughs> oh, I like that one. That's funny. All right. Well, we should probably take a break and... You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Garden Center, where we got you covered inside and out. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. <laughs> Come on down. All right. Where are we going to go now? Should we do, we'll do another call. Hmm. We'll go to Lauren. Good morning, Lauren. Good morning, Earl. How are you? Good, good. How can we help you? Uh, we've got our acres just east of Okotoks here, and uh, we've got uh, some rose bushes that uh, they're, they're grown on the south side of the house, and some of them are coming out of junipers, and they're all over the place. And they're the ones that with uh, stems about as thick as my thumb, but uh, they grow about two, three feet tall, and they got real thick, uh, sharp thorns on them. And I'm wondering if we could um, sort of control them by as they're. I cut them down right in the, to the spring in the spring right to the ground. What color flowers were they again? Sorry, they're red and pink. They're beautiful yeah. roses, and I'm wondering if I can manage them, like trim well, them. After. Well, you, you have to do it more through the roots, though. Like when they're coming up in other spots, you have to sort of dig down and remove the root in that area too. Yeah. So if they've sort of pushed around and sort of expanding their root zone, you need to to just go in and, and try Dig and get back to the yeah back yeah. to the mothership. Okay. <laughs> what about the ones that are on the south side of the house? I like where they are. Can I prune them as they're coming up? Are they still going to flower, or do I have to just let them go? Well, um, a lot of the time they, they will because you have your old deadwood. So if you come back when they send new growth, they'll bloom on that on that some of that new growth. And but if you're pruning that off, you won't get those flowers. You right? won't. Okay, right. that's yeah. what I was wondering. 
Yeah, because I, right I, I cut it right I cut it down to about an inch tall right now, and um, in a couple months there'll be flowers all over the place. But yeah. they're they're really wild and they have terrible thorns on them. Yeah. So what you got to do? Yeah. So I would just in some of the areas just get a really good sharp like an edging tool or one of those flat shovels and just dig down and just cut the roots and clean those areas out that way. Okay. But make sure you have those good gloves on. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. All right. We're going to take a break. Do we need to take a break or no? We're good? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just took one. <laughs> We're oh, good. Merle. We're good. I looked at 1020 because usually I do at 1020, but we did go a little bit earlier. So, mm-hmm. but... Uh, Got confused there for a second. Sorry. We're going to go to James. Good morning, James. Morning, Merle. How are you? <laughs> good, good. How can we help you? Uh, questions on fertilizer and timing. Uh, picked up some of your green it, green it up and yep. your Rage Plus, and just wondering when to apply on the grass and, I guess, the trees. Uh, the grass can be done pretty much any time. Like, like I was saying before, if you have a south or a west-facing backyard where everything looks fairly thought out, and it's dry, feels quite dry, you can give it a good raking and then apply the green up fertilizer now at this time. The Rage Plus, I would kind of wait until beginning of May, wait till things start warming up, the soil's warm, and you start seeing a little bit more green growth. This Because then that way the, the soil's active and then you're going to add in that good Rage Plus in there and then it can get right to work. Otherwise, it's going to sit there doing not much anyways. Okay, excellent. And a, a second, second application for green it up in the... With- If you do now, you could do at the beginning of June, and then the third application, sort of mid-August, something like that. Okay. Yep. Awesome. All righty. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. And are you any text there, Yeah, we had a a question a while back that we didn't get to about um, thickening up your raspberries. And, John, thank you for calling because you reminded me about that text message because we've chatted a lot about your your raspberry bushes. Um, pretty simple. This time of year is okay to do. Just head out and cut back. Um, I'm always nervous cutting things back, even though I've done this for decades now. But uh, just you can you can wait till new growth shows up, or you can do it now. Um, the old canes are what you're going to be cutting out, and then all the new growth will come up. And trust me, raspberries have no problem um, growing. You should have no issues with like you're not going to kill them. Trust me. Um, but yeah, so that was a question. How do I thicken up my raspberries and get a higher yield? And that I would say um, trim back the old growth, maybe toss some compost in there, um, just fertilize around the base. I like to do that. Just I just do that with compost uh, that we make at home in our composter. And then I mulch. So just because I don't like weeding around in my raspberries, it's kind of painful, just like our last collar with the roses. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's what I do, and it seems to work every year. We we have we're getting them by the bucket load now. So it's taken a few years, but they're they're coming pretty strong every year now, and that's what I do every season. So yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, and once you get them going, like so, if you do a little bit of that work with your raspberries, man, they'll give you the the benefit of it afterwards. Yeah. You get yeah. a big flourish. Yeah. And here we had another text. Should I cut back my rose bushes at this time of year? Um, Merle, you don't want to be an expert because an ex. Is a has been and a pert is a is a drip under pressure. Oh, lovely! <laughs> nice, <laughs> I love it. That's nice. Funny. Um, 
I'm definitely certain so, uh, this time of year, I like to wait and see, let the new growth start coming up, and then you'll see where they died back a bit, because mm-hmm. typically you get a little bit of winter kill on the end of your rose tips. So sort of see where they are, and then you can even them up at this time too. So if you have one that shot way up in the air, like went six inches or a foot taller than the other side of the rose, you can just even them up. But let the new green growth start coming up, and then just prune just above them and remove the, the dead wood from there is typically how I like to do it. Yep, so. there's a great question too around Annabelle hydrangeas is this when we prune them or do we wait yeah right now yep Yep. now is the time because pretty soon you guys are going to be too busy with everything else so when you look at it's just like with the trees we can see the shape of it we can see what has survived or not and before everything leafs out and starts flowering go ahead and cut them back yeah yeah, no action. We were uh, the uh, with the Prune It Up team. They were uh, we were doing a bunch of work down at uh, at Spruce Meadows this past week because they're getting ready for their new soccer team, and they're doing the same. Oh. So we had to do a bunch of uh, just preventative pruning and some uh, removing some deadwood and stuff around all the poplars the poplars that are around the Spruce Meadows. It just that's such a good place. And when you go into Spruce yep. Meadows, it just feels it's good, pretty. right? Yeah. yeah. So makes you want to stroll. Absolutely. So. <laughs> We're uh, we're proud to be uh, that they've asked us to to do some work with their trees and that on the on the Spruce Meadows uh, farm and and they're expanding and when they do things they always do it so first class like the soccer facility that they're building they can just see all the money and the time and the effort yep. they're putting into it doing it's it right absolutely from the start, hey? absolutely so kudos to those guys again on hopefully another successful adventure as they roll into Saka and and here we have one. From W I Rollbacks W E no I E why can I why I E Rollbacks w, yeah ah <laughs> is it like for what, example Rollbacks I think I started sure. reading the W R T Clematis and then I oh yeah yeah um so another question around Clematis without the tags how do you know what plant you have and then they're saying it's been in the ground for twenty five years it's tall um, over ten feet large leaves large very dark blue flowers. I would venture to guess that that's a Jack Manny. I would as well. But my Jack Manny doesn't have super large leaves, but they're that really deep, deep, purpley yeah. blue. It, but um, if you have flower. it in a good sunny location, yeah, exactly. that you'll get bigger leaves because it, they do work like solar panels. And if it has the advantage to take in that more power, um, a lot of times the leaves will get bigger like that for you. Yep. And uh, I would say one way to do it is, is this spring, summer when it's blooming, Take a picture of it, bring it into the garden center, and yep. somebody, depending on whatever garden center you're taking to, should be able to help you out with that question. Yep. And uh, you go from there. All right. Let's go to the phone lines. We're going to chat with Marlene. Good morning, Marlene. Good morning. Uh, I wonder if you can help me with a problem we're we'll, having with... We'll try. <laughs> <laughs> with cedar homestrup um, the, the evergreens, you know? Yep. Oh, they, it looks as though on one of our trees or two that they have been burned, singed on the outer tips. Yeah, this past winter, there was actually almost a thing. A lot of the spruce trees, a lot of the evergreens, got they got freeze-dried. It was so cold that even like so many of the spruce trees turned purple, there's been a lot of that. And so we've seen that. And we're saying just to let it grow. If it's totally brown, though, on your cedars, you'll probably have to just give it a bit of a trim on the end. Okay. To, to remove that on the spruce trees, I know we did have a text earlier. Um, someone had asked about that as well, and it it just it was so cold they just they got freeze dried. Yeah, and they turned sort of a purpley blue color. Um, they're saying just to let it grow out of it, oh. and and water fertilize, and but just let it flush it out. 
is sort of what they're saying on that. But same on your cedar. Unless, like, you can let it grow out, the new growth will come out, and a lot of times that brown tips will just disappear, Marlene. Oh, say, okay. Yeah. Um, so, But when it warms up here a bit, maybe hit them with a 30-10-10. Okay. They do like that fertilizer. Yeah, 30-10-10. Yep. Okay, that, I'll try that. All righty. Thanks very much. Okay, good luck. Thanks, Marlene. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. All right. We got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. If you'd like to join us, we actually we have quite a few spots open on the fo- on the phone lines 403 974 8255 or 1-800-563-7770 and that of course is the talk and text line as well. We do have a couple more texts here. I just cleared. Oh, she was sending pictures of of her uh, scarlet runner beans. I just right cleared on. these scarlet runner seeds off my garden. They are dry and hard. I'm going to try and sprout them. Awesome. Look at those. Oh, Look they're like, so scarlet runner beans are so beautiful. They're massive and they're kind of purpley black. Any speckled. tips? Have you? Uh, um, you know what? That little trick I said about the bucket with the them. with the um, sandpaper in there, or even toss them with a little boiling water, just quickly. Obviously, you're not cooking your seeds. You're just yeah. gonna wrinkle up that seed coat and help them get going. I love scarlet runner beans. They're beautiful. They attract hummingbirds. They grow super fast if you have a trellis to cover, and then you can eat them. So it's pretty versatile plant. <clears throat> and yeah. they're, they're, we, we do get them in a little bit once in a while in the garden center. It's just hard to grow those things in a retail environment and then oh, yeah. sell them because they grow yeah. so fast. It's like morning glories. Yeah. It's better to just seed them yourselves. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. They're beautiful. And then fertilizer for my rhubarb. Mm. Well, on that one, a 20-20-20 would work great. Uh, 15-30-15 would also work as well because you're feeding the bulb of the rhubarb as well. And they do like a sunnier location. Like, they always tend to get put in the darker corner sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and Relegated to the back alley. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I guess full sun is, is good too. But I guess a good mixture, if you can get something where you're getting the, like a good like three quarters of the day sun and then the evening in, in shade would be yep. great because because those big leaves yeah tend and they to cool get, off a yeah, bit and they you tend get, to get scarred like kind of scorched from yeah, the sun and, and I find they get a little sweeter if they're right out in the full sun all the time they kind of become woody because they're growing so fast yeah yeah yep. so nice to slow them down and get a good little mix of that as well and we're going to go lots of people come from out of town today that's awesome yeah let's go to Lorraine in Strathmore it's not really too far but we're just going to go. Good morning, Lorraine. Good morning. Love oh, your show. Thank you. How can we help uh, you? I have some quick questions. I planted two uh, roses last uh, summer, and they're not the Floribunde. They're the ones with oh, about a three or four inch stem on them. Okay. Pl- so I cut them back the, the and Morden? I covered them with uh, a box and peat moss. Yeah. And I put a plastic bag over to keep the box from disintegrating over the winter. Uh, is it time to uncover them? Absolutely. On these warmer days, pull it mm-hmm. off, see what you got going on. And then if you happen to notice if it does get a little bit cooler, you can just put the box back over top. But definitely, yeah, you can uh, uncover them a bit, let them see what's inside. and Because uh, if it gets too hot in there, they're going to push a whole bunch right. on you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely, right now is a great time to pull those out on days like this. Okay. And I started about three years ago, I started a small uh, pussy willow from a cutting. And it's about four feet high. No, about three feet high now. And I'd like to move it. The pussy it has three or four pussy willows on yep. it. 
uh, when is the best time to move that? As soon as you can work the soil. Okay. So they move fairly easy. Are you just keeping it in, the, in your same yard? Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, so pre-dig the hole first, mm-hmm. and then um, go over, dig it out, try and get as good a root ball as you can yes. in that same size, mm-hmm. and then and then move it like that. And if you have a product, even like the Rage Plus, something like that, or a 15, 30, 15, mm-hmm. is to fertilize after with to get the roots going. But it's better to do it as soon as you can move the earth, as soon as okay. you can dig, because okay. then it's more dormant, the better. All righty, thank you very much. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I love pussy willows, eh? They're awesome. They're very easy to grow. Yeah. Willows in general. Yeah. 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 Plant them in the right spot and they'll always they'll always perform. Yeah, they're awesome though. They they're just so nice. There's 38 varieties of willows in Alberta. That's you know amazing. That? I think they're one of those plants that's really natural like it's you see it in sort of a naturalized landscape. Yeah. Um so the only problem I ever have with willow is when they're not planted in the right spot. And yeah. that's not really the willow's fault. It's it's and awesome, more right? often so, the bigger trees, especially like yes. the lower leaf willows yeah. and things Their like that. Their roots travel far and wide for water, so And yeah. a lot of times it's home builders cuz they cuz they're fairly easy to grow, so sometimes they're less expensive or sometimes nurseries mm-hmm. have too many of them, so they they sell them less expensive Um, so builders or people that are looking to do less expensive landscaping put things like that in and you you see a lot of that trees in the wrong spot and well they they wrap themselves all the way around your your plumbing and your foundation yeah they're not better tree choices than a willow if you're going to put one close to the house no if you have a big yard like um, I have a fairly big yard my new place and and I'm down in Riverstone and Cranston there and there's a they have two willows in the back of my yard because it's a little bit wet, mm-hmm. a little bit. So they were they, which willows perfect. love, yeah. yeah. And they're like a hundred feet away from my house, so cool. lots of room, lots Beautiful. of grow. Create the shrub that. willows are really nice too. I love the the tricolor. And yeah, the, the, the blue fox willow, yeah, blue fox sandbar willow is, willow is yeah. another good. It kind of gives you that bamboo-y look. Yep. And uh, we'll go from there. Let's go. Where are we at for time? We got time. Let's go to Brooks. We're going to go down to Sheila. Good morning, Sheila. Yes, good morning. How are you today? Good. How can we help you? Oh, yes. Uh, well, I plant garden over out in the country. Um, I have uh, problems with root maggots in my cabbages and my vasica plants. They just go down the root, down to the roots, and get little white maggots and destroy each plant and then goes down to the next ones. What can I use to get rid of them? Um, I think sometimes with, with pests like that, a good idea to s- just start with some preventative care. So rotate your crops if you can. Yeah, um, I've done that. You've done that. Okay. <laughs> um, maybe even amending your soil a little bit. So, um, without getting into like, uh, pest management too quick here, like you could dig up some of that old soil, um, and try, try some new soil amendment. But yeah, if you've already done some crop rotations, um, uh, for me, I don't really bother too much with my brassicas anymore. Honestly, like I, it sounds like you have a bit more land than I do, but they take up a lot of space. And I think, oh, if I'm going to make sauerkraut, I'll just go to the farmer's market and buy those. And then I'll yeah. focus more <laughs> on my, on my tomatoes and peppers and, um, smaller, Yeah, well, I grow a lot. Things. I've used nematodes and that seems mm-hmm. to help somewhat. Yeah. <clears throat> but, um, uh, no, I've got, I've got a lot, you know, a lot of space to plant them. I've planted them in different areas and it doesn't seem to help. Yeah, I th- I think maybe some of the things that Joanna has mentioned, I think getting them nice and healthy, um, and just yeah, there is a, some there's some other there's some vegetable like maggotox and things like that that you can use, uh-huh. um, sprinkle into the soil, but again, and um, I've used eggshells and you name it. Uh, yeah, 
Okay, I'm going to look into this a bit more because I know there's a couple other things. So listen in next week. Yeah, and something that's not too chemical because yeah, I yeah, hate to use absolutely. chemical if I don't have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me, we'll look into that. And I know diatomaceous earth is another good one that you can oh, yeah, use. Oh, yeah, I've got that, but I've never tried that. Yeah, it. try that one. Uh-huh. Because that I've one's real sharp. grounds and you name it, but I don't. Oh, can I ask you another question about uh, my raspberries? The, they've been really growing good. In the last couple of years, the grass is getting worse and worse and worse in them. What can I use to get rid of the grass without using Roundup? Around your raspberries? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd, I'd like to maybe just use the same patch but get rid of all the grass and put new raspberries in. Um, if you can mulch heavily, I think you you should be able, at least those the grass will probably still come up, but it'll come through a lot oh, of mulch. I think there's too much grass for that, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, just digging it out. Um, yeah. Right now at this time of year, if the grass is green before the, the stuff comes up, you can use Roundup. Yeah, I hate that Roundup, though. No, I, I hear it. it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so um, dig it up, remove all the soil, get down to remove all the grass. It's just as soon as you start cutting grass or trying to dig it up by hand, you end up making more grass. Yeah, well, that's what I thought going with the big rototiller. Yeah, yeah. and then a lot of times that just, but choose, just make choose more grass. Yeah, and yeah. then you have to be very diligent. So. Yeah. It can be hard, but they um, can, they can live box. together. Yeah, they can live together a bit. Like I think Joanna yeah. says, they like, put some mulch around it yeah. and just try and suffocate it out. When a bit. I mulch, I actually put down a lot of layers of cardboard first. I, it's it's a total pain in the butt to get in there and be like, you know, basically on your hands and knees in the raspberry patch. But if you can get a solid layer of something that will eventually decompose first and then yeah. mulch on top, that that does help quite a bit. So yeah, maybe even that. a good layer of manure would help yep. earth here because we've got enough yep. of that. Yep, there you go. Just make sure it's aged, though, because you yeah, just don't want to put it on hot. too rich. No, of... not too, too hot. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. All righty. Okay, thanks very much. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. bye-bye. All right, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm here with Joanna Chudy. And we're going to go to the phone lines, I think. Yeah, that's what we'll do. we got lots of calls on here. We'll go to Gunther. Good morning, Gunther. Yes, uh, <clears throat> hello. Hi there. I, um, excuse me, I have a couple of ash trees and a crabapple tree. How do you prevent suckers on branches when you're pruning the tree? Mm, on ash on ash trees? So um, you mean like after you're done pruning, they sucker from where you cut? Uh, yeah. And uh, it's make sure you're cutting it. I didn't cut. Yeah, well, it's just more or less cutting in the right spots too. Because, and if you cut, if you're pruning in certain areas, you're going to spear on lots of growth. Like if you're taking too much off the tree, you're going to get lots of suckering. Um, so proper pruning techniques will help prevent a lot of that. Okay. So that's a lot of it. A lot of times when people prune things back way too tight, if you take too much off it, it'll send out a whole bunch yeah. of water. You don't want to stress the tree. I think yeah. that's when trees start to sucker a lot is when they're really stressed. So you're just doing proper pruning, you know, taking taking the right limbs off and then and then it won't be worried that it's dying and try to counteract that by sending up a bunch of suckers. <clears throat> um, one other thing I want to ask was um, on for dead branches, is it okay to cut them when the tree has leaves? Absolutely. Yep. That's one thing dead, we still call it the three Ds, dead, damaged, or diseased. Most of the time that can be removed at any time of the year. Okay. Well, thanks very much. Cause it, again, because if it's old wood or dead wood, the plant is trying to use energy, trying to revive, and then the thing can't heal properly. So the sooner you get it cut, whatever time of year it is, 
it then it can heal properly and uh, and and uh, close up all those wounds. Mm-hmm. Okay, many thanks for your help. You're yeah. welcome. Thank you. Happy pruning. Bye bye. Yeah, and just remember, if you are doing any of the pruning yourself, think about it. Take a look at the tree. Yeah. Sometimes even put little flags on the tree or take a picture of it, print it, and sort of make a little diagram of what you want to cut off no, in, in the picture. No, if there's anything changing. Yeah. Because yeah. you can't, yeah. once you cut it off, yep. you're doesn't, done. It doesn't, doesn't come back. <laughs> Oops. We've talked about that. Oh, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to be good. It's cringeworthy. Yeah. yeah you, you don't want to be that guy. Anyways. <laughs> oh, I got a couple of those guys in my neighborhood. My old oh. neighborhood. Man, yeah. oh man, it is. It hurts to see. Oh, it, 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 it drives you crazy when you're in the business and you see proper pruning. And then when you see something that's just... So many people think they, they want the, the haircut. Let's like, you know, when you go for a haircut and you think, hey, I want to make sure it looks like I got a haircut. Really a good pruning job. Should, you really shouldn't be able to towel a whole lot besides yeah. it's going to look really healthy. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for that thing where it's going to look like a ball after they've removed one third of it or two, yeah. that's typically not proper Topiary pruning. buried Colorado spruce trees. Yeah. It's kind of painful. Oh, Shane see. sent a picture. He was, we were doing a job down on Premier Way um, last week, um, one of our landscape projects. And, uh, he took a picture. This thing looks like a big, a pyramid, but it's long. It's oh. just like it's phenomenal. But it's a spruce tree, but it looks so healthy. Like it looks, uh, they've kept it up and done it. Done it's it. probably somebody who really enjoys pruning and they're on Absolutely. it because when you cut them back that much, they. They just kept doing it though, yep. right from the day one though. Like they just oh. kept the growth and they, it looks like a big. Bonsai. Yeah. It looks <laughs> it looks pretty cool though. Uh. That, they, 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 I'm going to give them an A plus for determination and keeping up okay. on it. Not starting from one that's 50 right. and trying to take it down to 20, right? That's that's I think try to think from the tree's point of view a little bit like yeah. not just like what do we want but like what is going to be healthy for that tree yeah yes yeah. but then the other one if they keep it doing it when it's small growth and it, it's always not the best but hey if that's what you're going to do that's sort of the best time to do it and right mm-hmm. now is the best time to probably take a quick break and then when we get back we'll hit the phone lines with Richard Ray Norman Danny you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm joined with Joanna Chudy, and we're going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to chat with Richard. Good morning, Richard. Richard. Hello. Hey, Hello. Richard. How can we help you? Oh, yes. Thank you for taking my call. Got a few of course. Questions. Anyway, uh, I prune. I heard you talking to this fellow. I pruned my apple trees, my crab apple trees back last year, Yeah. Mm-hmm. and maybe a little more aggressively, I've got quite a few suckers now. Yeah. I'm going to take those suckers off. It's still okay to do that. Yeah. And how far should I cut them back? Right back to the main branch? Well, you can leave some of them. So that's where you kind of want to look at the structure of the plant. So if you can, I always try to envision what's it going to look like in a year or two. So if it's pointing in the right direction, if it's pointing towards the inside of the tree, typically I'll cut those out. If it's yeah. pointing outwards and upwards, yeah. a lot of times I'll leave those. Well, I got a lot. They're they're pointing the ones upwards are fine. The ones upwards, it's the it's too high. It's like yeah. over fifteen feet. So yeah. how do I get at them? You know, so yeah, take, take those pull off. pruner. Yeah, or yeah. yeah, you have to call in the, an arborist. Or yeah, and where would I cut it? Just cut the tops off, or cut it right back to the main branch? Um, on some of them, right back to the main branch. Some of them, if they're just sprout, you can just tip them. You can take like six eight inches off the top or a couple yes. feet. Yes. Um, you just. 
again, like I always try to envision, like I said, which way is it going? If it's pointing right towards the inside of the center of the tree, a lot of times I'll take, take off. those off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Now, another question I got, well, I guess you can sweetie aspen or color aspen, yep. of course, uh, and they're 30 feet high. Can I top those, like take no. 10 feet off of them? Well, no. No? There's no sense. They're just going to grow there again, and you're going to cause way more harm than good. You're going to—it's going to die from the inside out. Oh, because yeah. I had one that uh, it, it, it died or whatever. You know, it, it died, and I—I I took that growth out, and the other you know, the branch had just come up the side of it, and it, it will. Years yeah, ago. if you will, you can do it if it dies back. But yeah. just to do it, I've seen it, and it, it never—it's never good for them because okay. they end up dying back through the center of it. They're yeah. a tree that's been left to be, and once they get to a certain stage, like when they get tall like that, they grow less height. Like they won't keep throwing on the two or three feet every year. Yeah. Like oh, when they get okay. to a certain 50 feet yeah. or whatever, they kind of, you'll get a couple inches instead of the full, like, three feet of new growth every yeah. year. Yeah, that's where it is. And the problem, I hate the, the root system out of them. I've had to go to raised gardening because of the fact that the root system just takes all the Yeah, you probably the have the tower poplars. Are the, are the leaves a little bit more serrated? Uh, no, they sold me a sweetie's aspen or color aspen, but yeah. you're right, they could be wrong. Yeah, because a lot of times those ones were sold as both. <laughs> yeah, mislabeled. Yeah, because yeah. they're a very similar tree, right? They're, yeah. It's just that the tower poplar goes a little bit more wonky, and it suckers a lot more. So oh, this doesn't sucker too bad. I've got a okay. few suckers come on, and I just cut them off the Okay, bottom. then no, then you might. Do you get any fall color on them? Like, do you get reds and oranges at all? or Not, not much. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Okay, then you probably, if, they, if you're getting a little bit of color, then you probably have the columnar aspen. Okay, now another one. We, we bought a, a, an oak tree, we, and we planted it too close to the house. Can we take that up and move it out like further about 10 or 15 yeah, feet? Yeah, and out? right now you want to do that this time of year right now. As soon as okay. you can work the soil, you want to move any of those right now. Well, yeah, because if we leave it there, it's... Uh... Yeah, no, it's not going to be good. <laughs> it's going to be a big one. All righty. Yep. Thanks, Thank Richard. Thank you very much. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, I think I have time for one more. We'll go down to High River to Norm. Good morning, Norm. Good morning. How can we help you? I've, I've got a problem with some spruce trees that I got last year. They're averaging about 10 feet in height. Yeah. But the, t- the tips of the branches are all uh, a real yep. brown color. Yep. They look like they're, they're dead. Yeah, kind and of purpley brown. Yeah. Yeah, it's that freeze-dried I was talking about, especially if you just planted them last year. They will. They should grow out of it. So the best thing to do is this spring, give them a really good watering. Make sure you keep on the good watering sort of once a week. Give them a good slow, deep watering. Um, and once they get a little bit of new growth coming, you can hit them with 30-10-10. Okay. A green it up fertilizer. It's one of the different numbers, though, 30-10-10. And it's just, it was so cold for that prolonged period of time that it just freeze-dried a lot of our spruce trees. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, the other thing that somebody mentioned to me, and I'm curious about this, uh, is that it, you should mark the direction uh, of the branches. For example, the, on the north side, before you move them, so you plant yeah. them the it's, same way. Is yeah, it's it's tree? almost. It, it, I think it's a bit. If 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 we lived in a perfect world, yes. But really, there's a million trees that get grown in a nursery. They get spun around in a truck fifty different times. Um, we never know which way they were growing, so it, it really doesn't make a difference. Like I said, in an okay. absolute, total ideal world, mm-hmm. if you could do it, yeah, sure. But yeah. I, I know it really doesn't make a difference, like for the most like, okay. so. Spruce are pretty high. Yeah. 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 Already? Okay. 
Yeah. Thanks, and Doug. the other thing is, I did pants, uh, plant about 35 uh, real small two-footers, yeah. and just about all of them are completely dead. Is there any problem here? Yeah, that's just, again, freeze-dried and tough probably... Winter. Yeah, tough winter. And... And they need to be watered in good in the fall is the, is the most one of the most important things. And and with that heavy snow that we had and the snow, um, a lot of them got sunburnt on the south side of them. So, yeah, I did soak them real good last yeah. fall. Yeah, to um, see what uh, they, if they send out some new growth this this spring, you, you, they'll probably grow out of it. But you'll just have to wait and see. Okay, thanks, thanks Dorian, for your help. I Thank appreciate you. it. You're welcome. Okay, bye bye. All right. And Patricia, I'll take you off air. And again, thanks for listening. Thanks, yeah, Joanna. Great show. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, flew by. And until uh, next week, let's start gardening on 770 CHQR.